I'm suiting up! Welcome to Doctor 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Deliver and Major Death. So, um, just a disclaimer before we get into it, uh, you might hear some background noise and that's going to be coming from Deliver. Um, apparently he has some roofers over doing some stuff and it sounds like they're, they're uh, learning they're dancing on the roof. Yeah, they're, they're learning some, they're doing it an Irish 8 jig. PM. <laughs> 8 p.m. And I was told to take it up with the landlord. So, yay, here we are. <laughs> I just picture, or was it uh, River Dancing going on on your roof so far? Oh, for sure. <laughs> so we will we'll try and grab what we can, um, but there will be noise. So uh, we apologize in advance for that. So, so Mage, you want to go into last week's poll question? Last week's poll question, we asked you if you would be okay with increased queue times if it meant being matched against opponents with a closer MMR as you. We were talking about that in relation to trying to rank up when you're at legend rank and 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 that sort of thing. We got 14 votes. Thank you to everybody that voted. 57.1, a little bit more than half, probably one vote, I would say, uh, said yes, they, they would be okay with the increased queue time if it meant getting matched against uh, closer MMR. 42.9% said no, so pretty close. And uh, so not not necessarily completely definitive, but it does seem like uh, people do want want uh, games against people that are close to, to their MMR rank. I mean... Yeah, that surprises me a little bit. I mean, Uh, um, a friend of mine, uh, SC2 on Twitter said, I want to be strictly queued against people with lower (laughs) ammo. Where's the, where's the option for that? Um, that sounds, I mean, uh, I'm okay with that. When you're grinding, once you're in legend, that sounds like the most miserable thing I've ever heard in my (laughs) entire life. Um, because I, I hit legend today um and i don't have any incentive to play i met like i i entered legend at like 14 something like it was 1470 something and i'm like do i play anymore this month because i feel like my mmr must be decent at this point in time like do i do i just watch my t- you know rank drop significantly as i <laughs> as i play um, so I might be playing a lot more casual doing, doing spectating battlegrounds and whatnot. So it's, it's just, it puts you in a weird spot. You're like, do I really want to play on the ladder? Like, I'm not going to get a top 200 finish. It doesn't seem like that's really possible. If you don't, if you don't have that 11 X modifier and you don't get in on like day one or two, you know what I mean? Like those guys stay there. But geez, it's just like what we were seeing last month. I was just like, I'm like, I'm really disheartened. So I'm like, okay, I'm at legend. I guess I will do other things instead of playing on the ladder. So we'll see. We'll see how the month goes. So let's move on to news. Another balance change coming, says Ixar in Chinese interview that was translated on Reddit. We will go ahead and... Um, put the link in the show description for this article. 
So it talks about card balance and RNG during the interview. Expect changes to shake up the Demon Hunter win rates the most. Um, that would be, I mean, I, I feel like they've been trying to shake up Demon Hunter wins <laughs> and it uh, has not been going to quote, to quote uh, Homestar Runner. This does not look good for Homestar Runner. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't my good home show runner voice, so I apologize. I kind of phoned in on that, but um, yeah, it's uh, Demon Hunter. Uh, let's I I I would be shocked to see that like really like knock Demon Hunter down a peg. So we'll we can uh, we'll see when when this hits. So Zephyrus the Great and Dragon Queen Alexstrasza decks have been called out. They are the top tier next expansion. Changes may happen to those decks. Um, I've been championing this on the podcast that those two cards <laughs> should work like Ganon Baku. Check at the beginning of the game. If requirements, yes, then they trigger. If no, they don't trigger. You can't pull Dragon Queen Alkstraza off of a, a, just any kind of discover. Like that's where I'm at, so I feel like that would be a uh, a balance for those. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I've been talking. That's how I've been talking about it, like for the past like two months, two three months. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think it, that would be a great quality of life change and really just uh, solidify that you know you know that you're playing against those cards. Where sometimes in other matchups you don't know you're playing around those cards. You like, uh, like it really Rogue? Rogue will do yeah, it. Exactly. Um, quest, I think quest, Warlock. Would... <laughs> quest Warlock. Quest Warlock. You know, uh, a, a deck that a has a offender. bunch of... T- yeah, that has a bunch of two-ofs, draws through its entire deck. I mean, Galakrond Warlock, any Warlock deck, really, will put mm-hmm. Dragon Queen and Zephyrus in it because they can draw through their deck fast enough that those right. cards... Even Zoo could play Zephyrus, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, but one thing I would like to see is um, you could definitely see a Dragon Queen Alexstrasza nerf to 10 mana. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make the interaction that we missed from uh, Rogue where we could sap target whatever. The stunner. Yeah. Slackjack Stunner. Slackjack Stunner. That it, that, it doesn't, uh, that it can't be played back. It may help Rogue I, a little bit there. I've seen some suggestions that maybe Dragon Queen Alex should only give you one dragon rather than two. And that could be that if it stays at nine mana, that that seems kind of reasonable because you're getting an eight, eight plus another dragon that could mm-hmm. range anywhere from like a three, mm-hmm. two all the way to a, to a 12, 12. So for nine mana getting at a minimum 11, 10 worth of stats, that's still above kind of the generic stat curve that you would want for the cards. I believe the minimum is sure, 10, yeah. 11 because of uh, Azure and Emperor. Uh, oh, the two threes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, so uh, the, I was thinking, um, I was thinking of like bright wing, which is a three, two and fair or the two, three uh, as well. Yeah. I, I've also seen, you know, we were talking about generation and second and third level generation Making it so that it can't get discover dragons would be nice as well, because you you know getting that getting that uh, the the mage one the two three that gives you another dragon or or that's the Azure Explorer yeah Yeah. or 
something like that where you just kind of keep chaining the dragons there that would be that that would be a thing as well but i kind of i kind of like the 10 mana idea um make it as uh, it's as it's as powerful as the Grand Slam. It's as powerful as Yogbox. It's as powerful as some of the other ten mana things that we've seen in the past. Why is this nine? Other than the fact that it doesn't, you have to have no duplicates. But as if we've it, talked about, that doesn't that doesn't actually mean what it means. If it if it if it built on deck restriction, I would be one hundred percent fine with them not changing it. Like the only thing that I would ask is that, um, well, it wouldn't even matter if you discovered it in a pool, it wouldn't be active. The only ones that can be active would be ones in your deck that started the game. So Zephyrus and Dragon Queen would go off like Ganon Baku and be like, you don't even have to notify the player because it's, it's not like people will be able to identify you're playing mage. If you start playing minions, you're playing Highlander Mage right now. If you play minion, you know, chances are you're playing Highlander Hunter. So, like, any any of the Highlander cards, I want them to trigger like that. I want, uh, you know, Elise to trigger like that. I want Bran to trigger like that. Finley to trigger like that. Like, there's just all those cards that in weird circumstances can like give you an RNG, like stupid win out of nowhere. So like, I feel like all the, if you have only one card in your deck should be at the beginning of the game. If you meet the conditions, then bam, you get the effect. And I feel like, I feel like that's how that card was meant to be. Like that's how the card was designed intentionally, but obviously, um, like rogue you can draw through your deck fast enough that you know pulling dragon queen alxtraza off a draconic lackey is completely feasible and be like yep i'll just wait until the end of the game and just slam this down and see how you deal with it after dealing with all my other stuff so yeah you could you could definitely like uh as far as like card text wise like how you do that you could just say start of game if your deck has no duplicates battle cry yes the thing yeah exactly it doesn't need to be a long drawn out thing where they're worried about fitting so much onto a card text yeah exactly Uh, this is easily doable exactly i mean they this wouldn't be the first start of game card they had i mean they had prince malchazar they had you know genin baku so start a game is an effect that is in there so it can happen so that's what i figure um, looks like Dragon Caster may be addressed in an upcoming patch. Um, yeah, they were, so... they were talking about it because of the interaction. A lot of people using Puzzle Box on turn six because they're playing Dragon Caster plus any other dragon in their in their deck. The specific quote was Puzzle Box is probably the appropriate power level on its own, but with Dragon Caster, it's coming out uh, a little earlier than we'd like. In highly competitive decks, will likely look to address that in an upcoming patch. So, mana cost increased for the Dragon Caster is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Yog Box, any of the eight cost spells, you know, Power of Creation, um, Deep, Freeze. Deep Freeze, like 
those are ridiculous amounts of value and you get a four four on top of it so like it's like um this is becoming a problem so yeah Apparently, Galcron the Nightmare may receive a change to make cards drawn cost one instead of zero. <laughs> so, they, uh, for you that not know, that's the rogue Galcron. So, yeah, I I really think this. Uh, I really hope that this one goes through, mm-hmm. not because I think Rogue needs a nerf, but because I really want. I think if this happens. It's going to push um, push the class into a more aggro type deck instead. Um, you can definitely see some stealth rogue come up. Uh, I really want to see the stealth scorpion see play. I love that card, but it's uh, it's not quite there yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully here this next expansion we can see some more uh, aggro tools for rogue. Their 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 comment basically is that it's uninteractive when you play Galakron the Nightmare. That the swing turn that you can produce as a result of the drawing up to four cards and being able to play them the turn you play the Galakron ends up being just too ridiculous. And uh that they feel like if they had made them cost one, they obviously less powerful, but still you'd be getting mana reduction on them, but it would also give your opponent a turn to prepare for whatever swing you were going to have uh, with those one cost cards that, that you just pulled from your deck. Also, also it makes you double think about ripping it because shadow step cost one, backstab cost one so um there are there are some downsides to this too so like preparation would cost one if you're running prep like and i've seen prep being run especially with questing adventurer so um it feels like it would uh make you think more than once about just ripping a galakrond so so, oh. so I, 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 I totally get this, and I totally understand this. And at the same time, if this is the loan change, this and the dragon and a dragon caster mana increase, and Zephyrus and Dragon Queen are not changed, that doesn't seem right to me by any stretch of the imagination. It just it like Rogue is has been good for basically since Galakron came in and but right now unless they get some serious support in the next expansion if they do this to the Galakron I wonder if rogue how much play rogue will actually get in the next expansion well at least early on so maybe ideally they want to dra- drive the rogue more towards an aggressive strategy and like away from just like you have value for years like you can outvalue your par- opponent for years and years and years and years um and go hey you go low you go fast and you hit him in the face as hard as you can i mean that's pretty much rogue of years gone by um, i don't disagree but we also have demon hunter who does it better so... which which they're talking about so, i mean that's the first thing yeah, that's sad. That, that's the first thing that we. T- I'm just saying that it, it's like, it, it's like, I don't know. 
it feels to me like moving deck chairs on the Titanic, so to speak. There's, there's, there, there, there are potentially a number of things that you could look at uh, across the spectrum in Druid, in Warrior, in, hmm. you know, mate, where, where we've highlighted Mage, we're, we're highlighting Rogue, we're highlighting Demon Hunter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that if Rogue is the one that gets touched and the others don't, mm-hmm. that feels that that feels really bad to me and and not just because i liked the card and i liked the way it played but because right now that is the way you play rogue yeah and whether whether you do it with stealth whether you do it with secret yes there's potential it's done it in the past in an aggro sort of setting but i i honestly think that if this happens and a lot of other things aren't changed as well i think you're going to see rogue kind of fall away from the meta for a little bit uh, okay that's being, fair being a tier three tier four sort of decks until somebody decides hey i want to try and uh figure out how to make make a rogue deck work yeah so ideally to um they don't mention anything here but warrior needs touched Warrior definitely needs touched pretty hard. And Exotic Mount Seller needs touched very hard, too. It needs to be, every time you cast a spell, put a 2-drop into play, 2-drop beast, or something. I'm just going off the top of my head. Because there's too many freaking good 3-cost beasts for, for, um, uh for what do you call it for the mount seller to pull out mukla apex predator i was watching you stream mage last night and i had that happen to me where i'm playing a a, a druid that i and you know what i was playing priest i shuffled two apex predators into my, or you know zixor primes into my deck and he tops decks it the next turn too so <laughs> so yeah they put it in their deck and then they immediately pull it back out and it's like yeah, here here's me with an answer for the Zixor. Uh the two four on the board. I I played a uh Deathwing Mad Aspect and had like a twelve nine on the board or something like that after that play, and I'm like, okay, how is this going to uh how how is the druid gonna deal with this? Oh, they just top decked the Zixor Prime that they just I just put back into their deck. They could take care of it just fine. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. So I soul like I was playing priest. I soul mirrored it and then I spawned a second one and I shuffled them both into my deck to, to clean up his board and he still top decked it. I was like, well, I don't have an answer now. I just use my soul mirror. Uh-huh. I figured me shuffling like tube copies. I draw mine first, but. You know that's that's how them them breaks go. So, anyways, this we're getting a little bit off topic, but yes, <laughs> there there are some other things that need to severely be touched, like risky skipper. There's probably a card that needs to be heavily touched in many different ways, so it's not like the busted nuts of a lifetime. Um. So and then. 
uh, he says, Ixar says, we should expect, expect less randomly generated resources next year and even in expansions later this year. So that kind of, I feel like that kind of addresses or is starting to address what people have been complaining about Hearthstone over the past months, um, the high rolls. And this seems like these changes are starting to try and address high rolls. So... And, and the the next the next quote from him the tools we have right now to generate resources are likely the highest it will ever be and part of the issue is the cards that generate these resources are just really good and so we're seeing them all the time and it's like i i don't know i i like yes i agree the those are you know we have four sets to deal with rather than five or six and but they are they're just that good and it's like the the other thing is it's like so this other quote in here is when all classes start generating resources outside of their deck it makes the classes that specialize in resource generation like priest or mage feel less special so i feel like mage and priest might continue to keep doing this and yeah i mean look at look at what they added how they changed the core set of priest cards like I don't think they're getting away from priests generating things anytime soon. No, no, probably not. It's just it's like, okay, we're we we hear what you're saying. You don't like so much RNG, so we're gonna pull that back a little bit. Priest, mage, you're fine. Just you know, just hang out over there. The rest of you come with me. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd mind it less. I mean, okay, so. It's still they they basically said this is a game where there is RNG because this is a game where you can play it in virtual space because you cannot make a card game like this happen in real life. There's too much random stuff going on. So like there there is that, but um what it, I guess they're saying everything's feeling too samey and um yeah, so I kind of feel like that that makes sense to me that they're kind of saying we're going to pull everyone else away from the random resource generation and kind of focus on what we want them to do. So I'm, I, so I'm not suggesting there shouldn't be RNG. I don't yeah. want Yetis sitting there hitting each other all, 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 all game either. I mean, I do. That, like, I, I'm just saying that like... The de- the decks right now, like Mage and Priest, are doing it an inordinate number of times. And I think they are just as guilty as everybody else. Oh, yeah. In fact, they're probably more so guilty because their entire classes, those two classes right now, are based almost solely on this, right? And it would be nice if we had less of it just across the board. So, like, there wasn't just this... RNG swing turn that 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 kind of determines the game and and like let's let's get back to a scenario where you know I don't think we were saying this a year ago I don't think we were saying it during say like Journey to Angoro or something like that we had RNG but we had RNG that was kind of not like 
eight you know eight thousand feet kind of rng it was more like a thousand foot rng you know the adapt mechanic it was it was a smaller subset of things so you could actually try and play around some stuff but there was still some rng elements in there we've had other things like that that that's where i want to see this go so how i in, in all honesty how i interpret this is that they're saying that they're not going to take the resource generation away from priest and mage, but they are going to rein it in for everyone. Like they're they're saying, it, from from my interpretation, Ixar is basically, and I'm reading into this too, saying yes, we're going to we're oh we're going to yank all of this back. This is the highest it's going to be. We're probably not. They're probably not going to nerf anything. Um besides like dragon caster um maybe they will nerf some other stuff who knows but um my guess is after year of the dragon or year of the phoenix that we might see like after this these sets you know whispers uldum descent all the after those sets leave standard that we will see uh, priest and mage that generate a lot less. I mean, you're still gonna have you're still gonna have yog box. Well, no, you're not gonna have yog box and mage. Um, I mean, you have you have Kargath or whatever his name is the 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 prime guy for uh, mage and priest still has renew. They're gonna have Sethic Veil Weaver or yeah, Sethic Veil Weaver's this set too. So. Um. Yeah, priest is going to be again, more. Uh, more again, heavily. I'm not saying get rid of all of it. No, I'm I know. Saying get let do less of it across the board. The the thing that that concerns me, I guess, is that even if we have less of it going forward, I mean, part of the power of these cards is that random generation that occurs as a result of playing them, mm-hmm. and I wonder what sort of card has to be made in order to push those out of decks or or create or or are powerful enough that you want to create decks with them in them so that you're not playing this random generation stuff that you're playing right so, now. So so something I will say right now too is that those these cards are at their potential best right now just because the pool of resource yeah. you can generate is smaller. So there's going to be, as the set's added, uh, there's obviously going to be more misses added as well. So I, I, I just like I don't want to see like I'm going to ki- I'm going to try and deal with power of creation by stinking some more stinker six drops into it <laughs> into the into the sets. But but I almost feel like that might be part of how this is addressed, right? Because it's like you know how do you how, how do you create something that's better than power of creation? You know, it either has to be power level through the roof or you have to make power of creation bad or you have to nerf it. And yeah. so it's a question of what, what, what combination one thing or multiple things do they do in order to, to, to try and address this? Mm-hmm. It will be interesting to see. Yes. Also. Um, so anyone has noticed deliver hasn't said anything in the past, like 10 minutes. Um, he is muted. Apparently they're, they're jigging real hard on his roof right now. <laughs> so, um, and he is, uh, looking very grim at, at, he's still in the chat and hanging out. 
Um, so he says, uh, I reason- thought he was just really, really on board with what I was saying. And so he was just like, take it, man. You got this. You know where you're going. Well, he's, he was on board with me saying the Yeti's having a slap fight on the board. He was all for that. <laughs> he was really nodding on that one. So, um, and to be fair, anyone listening, he is, he is here. He's still in the chat. I can see him. I'm looking at him. He's giggling right now. Um, he says, uh, the reason they aren't nerfing warriors because it's a tough, uh, tough deck to play and only good at high levels of play. So that makes sense. I mean, it does, but like, still, it doesn't make you feel any better to get punched in the face by risky skipper and armor Smith. So, all right. So that's the end of that, uh, article from Ixar. So breaking, uh, Ben Thompson appears to have left the Hearthstone team. Um, and we'll go ahead and also link this article. Speaking of Descent of Dragons logo on his art station profile, he says, This logo was bittersweet as it was it would also serve to close out my tenure with the Hearthstone team and the game that had come to mean so much to me over the last decade. So, I mean... Um, this article will link you to his uh, page. Um, I highly recommend, I mean, just go check it out and you'll see some of your favorite cards and art. Um, he did really good yeah. work. Coin. A lot of, lot of logos and different things like that, talking yeah. about them and, and that. Uh, I, I, I actually met him uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I remember that he was he did uh I think it was Rastakhan's Rumble, he did the uh reveal uh that was kind of botched because of audio problems and stuff like that. If I if I if my memory serves me correctly, but uh yeah, he seemed like a, a really good dive, very talented artist, and so uh it it'll be inter- interesting to see um uh, <laughs> I'm not Rick. sure what what uh, deliver said. Shut up, priest was my favorite. <laughs> oh yes, from the um. Okay, now I know from the uh, card, the uh, Witch King encounter, the card that um. So if you haven't played the Witch King expansion, Arthas had the final boss. He had a specific card for every class that he would play on turn two. Shut up, priest was the obviously the priest card. So, um, yeah, just go check it out. It's, uh, it's just very good. It's, it's good stuff. He did a lot of good Lich King stuff. So, and I've said before, Lich King is my like favorite character of war. So, um, big fan of, of his work. So, um, and then we move into least popular demon hunters card infographic by HS replay. (laughs) Uh, you want to see some some silly cards? Um, who? There we go. So, despite all the nerfs and uh, lots of cards kind of cycling in and through the various Demon Hunter decks since since Demon Hunter came on the scene, there's been some ones that are just not appearing in decks. Mm-hmm. And judging by the win rate of some of these, there's a reason. There's a reason why. I was going to say, I, you know, honestly, I think I have seen every one of these cards played except for Soul Split. I don't think I have ever seen anyone play Soul Split in a game. 
Um, like, uh, so let's let's go over the five cards here real quick. Um, first is Shadowhoof Slayer. It is a one cost two one demon battle cry. Give your hero plus one attack this turn. So it's a hero power that gives you a two one. It's a demon. Okay. Uh, second, we have Urzul Horror. It is a 2-1 as well. For one, Death Rattle, add a 2-1 Lost Soul to your hand. It's just, uh, and this is also a demon. I believe the, uh, the Lost Soul is not a tribe, not tribed. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's a 2-1 that gives you another 2-1, which is okay. I mean, it's fine. But Demon Hunter runs too low and low to the ground for that to be anywhere near competing with Battle Fiend or Blazing Battle Mage, uh, Beaming Sidekick, Augment, you know, Guardian Aug Merchant. So, I mean, the one drops are flush and both of these just aren't anywhere near good enough. Um, we have the Fell Summoner. It is a six mana, eight, three. Death rattle, summon a de- random demon from your hand. Um, so I assume the idea with that is that you might pull the uh, the card that the the nine drop that pulls a random demon from your hand at the end of the t- or from your deck at the end of the turn, or priestess of fury or imprisoned Aten, whatever. I mean, it's just uh, what do you? Like, it just doesn't do anything. It's just, it doesn't fit into Tempo Demon Hunter. And if you're not playing Tempo Demon Hunter, um, what are you doing with your life? So you should probably be playing Tempo Demon Hunter. I, I'm I'm just, just saying, I'm not trying to be too critical, but it is the best Demon Hunter build by far. So just play what works. Um. Well- I, I mean, the other thing is like, so it's pulling a random demon from your hand, and a lot of the demons that you you can play or would want to play are either going to be really small, and you mm-hmm. don't want them being pulled out to make up for the stats that you're missing on a six drop, or you might want their battle cry, or you want more control over when they're played, right? Because yep. they're a potential win condition on their own, and so I mean, outside of the uh, the Antean. I don't know if there's a card that you really would want to just randomly pull along with, or the or the the pick the commander. The pick commander. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah that's what that, it is. that's probably the. Those are like the only two that like no doubt. Whenever those would get pulled out because of this death rattle, that those those are the cards you'd want. Um, yeah. Because you don't now even want something like the Priestess of Fury to come out because. The priestess of fury could probably get taken care of before before the turn is over. So it's like, yeah, um, e- even something like that. So it's it's yeah, it's it's really hard to justify playing that card right now. So next is Feast of Souls. It is a two mana card, um, two mana spell. Draw a card for each friendly minion that died this turn. Uh, the only time I've seen it used is with the uh, the three one that does. Three damage. It does three tam- damage every time a mi- friendly minion dies, and then you play it with um, coordinated strike or summon the Illidari. the The three mana summon three one ones with rush or the uh, 
five mana summons six one ones with rush and if you do that um you could draw three cards additional cards or but i mean it's a three card three card combo to get that to happen so it's asking a lot in demon hunter i mean it's possible i've seen it happen but uh, i feel like there's just there's too many ifs for that to happen so Eh. The the other thing is is like, are you really hurting for card draw in Demon Hunter? No, I no mean draw. there's there's a lot of better Demon Hunter draw cards that you could be playing. I mean, and even some neutral ones if you're really hard up for additional draw. I but mean, you probably if, aren't. If there was only a skull of a certain warlock I could use to help me draw <laughs> some cards here. Yeah, so, yeah, obviously. Spectral Sight, Skull of Gul'dan. Like, yeah, what what else do you need? Like, those are probably yeah. your... Pre- and if you're still running Crimson, Sizzle Runner is still an option, too. So, like, you've got card draw. This is unnecessary. Like, yes. it's just a weird... Like, it doesn't have quite a place right now, so... And then, finally, Soul Split. Choose a friendly demon, summon a copy of it for four mana. What? Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, what you're doing. Um, the only thing, the only scenario I can think of is if you have Priestess of Fury, 10 mana, and the coin. Like, <laughs> yeah, or, or you, or you do the Fell Screamer, where you reduce its cost and turn nine. I mean... What other, what other, de- I mean, I guess the pit commander could be, even then you could, you can't do it the same turn. So you have to have a demon survive and it's just, it, I don't know. It just, it feels really weird. And to be fair, we don't know what else is coming this year. So like there's, there's space for that. Like that has potential to be really good. It's just not right now. A lot of these cards are just not great right now, and that doesn't mean that they're bad cards. They're just not popular right now because Tempo Demon Hunter is how you fly, and none of these cards fit into Tempo Demon Hunter. So, like, you're not going to spend four mana to clone an imprisoned satyr, or, I mean, a satyr overseer, when you could spend four mana on a, a satyr overseer and a beaming sidekick. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna there, you're not gonna do that, and then you're that's really the only like, you're not gonna spend four mana to clone a one mana you know minion in the battle fiend. There's like really the only demons you're running in Tempo Demon Hunter are under four mana, so <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, the fact that you have to choose a specifically a, a demon tribed minion is what makes this difficult, right? Yeah, if exactly. It was, if it was any minion for four mana, then the, it would open up a lot more options to you. Maybe there'll be some demons down the road that this this will uh, get to see some play. Like if there was a um um oh god the 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 warlock demons that got uh hall of famed or, or set to wild i mean are the you talking mana one, the cube cube warlock 
ran on. Uh, uh, you I, just made me lo- lose a Doom Guard. It's Doom Guard. Yes, if I was, was saying Doomguard... it before you typed it. Uh, deliver. <laughs> if there was a Doom Guard caliber or Doom Guard level demon in Demon Hunter, that you would want that that would be the type of card that you would want to get a copy of. Yeah, not even necessarily sure. one that could go face, but even like the a uh, rush. Yeah, like a like the like the blood boil brute if you had the blood boil brute that was a demon in in demon hunter that would be a a a solid card for nine mana get get two of those get two of those kind of things if it was five mana it probably wouldn't be five mana but you you get what i'm yeah it would it would make it make the potential of running like a mid-rangey demon hunter much more interesting and we'll see when we get some new when we get some new reveals so obviously there's a lot to be uh, Demon Hunter is a very open book, so we'll um, go ahead and keep looking at. So, um, those are the popular. I, I can't believe I didn't remember Doom Guard. Yeah, Jesus. So, what sort of zoo player am I? Come on, it's a good question. <laughs> All right, so um, and it has their their uh, percentage of when they show up and their win rate. So, um. I can't believe Soul Split has a forty point seven percent win rate, but I think that's probably because you're winning in spite of that. Then. <laughs> in spite of playing it, yeah, exactly. I mean, your your deck, like bad deck, real bad decks, have like a forty percent win rate. So like, it's there you go. You're winning because you're playing Demon Hunter in spite of yourself. So. The Shadow Hoof Slayer is the only deck, or the only card on this list that actually has a fifty percent win rate. Uh, the deck, the deck has a fifty percent win rate when it's. When I it's mean, in there, so. if there weren't, if there weren't so many better one drops, Shadow Hoof Slaver would be fine. You get, you get a two one, and you get to attack. Like, right. that sounds great. Mm-hmm. The problem is, Blazing Battle Mage is a two two. Uh, beaming sidekick is a one-two. Like, there's just so many other things that like trade, and there's a lot of one mana pings and pokes that that thing just dies. So you have a much better chance with a lot of other things. And like, guardian aug merchant is a two-one, but it gives your another minion a divine shield. So it's just it makes sense that that one that one has probably the most potential out of the ones we talked about so all right uh main topic we are going to go into and take a look at cube dash tempo priest you know when i saw the term cube priest i was like what the hell is cube priest are you talking about wild because <laughs> i'm like yeah this has got to have carnivorous cube in it right that's, that's yeah why it's called cube priest that's what I thought. I was like, what the, What are you talking about? The only decks I've ever heard referred to cube by the term cube blank is because they run carnivorous cube. But apparently my assumption is that it's being recalled cube deck. Uh, cube priest is because it generates and spawns minions with psyche split death or um, uh, grave ruins and whatnot. So. Uh, do you want to, so mage, why don't we, why don't we go into this a little bit? So what do you know about the deck? Um, just off the top of your head. 
Uh, I, I haven't played this deck very much. I, I played a handful of games uh, at the end of last month. And it is, I, I mean, the, the deck is built around, obviously, the the, gra- the Grave Rune and the, and the Psyche split. But it's a Galakrond deck. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you have uh, some, some really powerful Galakrond tools. You have some really powerful just priest tools like uh, the apotheosis is a, is a really good card. That's, that's a, 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 uh, the, the three mana give a minion plus two plus three and lifesteal. You know, it's got the mind flayers so they could make a copy of something from your opponent's side of the board. Um, and then uh, soul mirror as a big a, uh, AOE potential board clear sort of thing as well. But uh, it's kind of built around some neutral minions that don't give you an opportunity to interact with them, right? It's the imprisoned mm-hmm. vile fiend at two mana, the two mana three, two, three, three five, five that's yep. dormant for two turns, then has rush. And then the escaped mana saber, which is the four mana three, five beast that's stealth. And whenever it attacks gain one mana crystal this turn. So you, Put these minions on the board and your opponent can't interact with them the turn that they play them or the next turn in, in until you in the case of the vile fiend and then you can potentially buff them you can make additional copies of them you've also got you know and then just you just can start pushing some some damage there in it in in sort of a tempo style style of play it's it's a more minion focused priest than i think we've seen in a while yeah it's um also really a flexible deck too um because some of the times uh you don't necessarily want to run tempo because tempo doesn't get you much like if you run into q or uh quest warlock tempo sometimes like sometimes you're not able to generate enough tempo to really do anything except for get them to waste their dark skies you know because they're going to spend the dark skies sometimes you're not going to be able to like um you know sometimes you're not going to draw the the vile fiends and the mana sabers right away sometimes you're going to draw Mirzan and you know your your top end your skeletal dragons your soul mirror your uh, Mirzan, your galkrons you know so you some of the times you're not going to be able to generate the 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 tempo early on but the deck has a lot of tools um priest tools that will keep you in the game and give you a lot of control so it is like kind of a hybrid deck in my opinion where um looking at your matchup you play differently so it's mm-hmm. uh Oh, hey, Deliver, we're back. Hey, uh, I think they left, uh, knock on wood. Hopefully not too hard. Um, (laughs) Not like they were. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I love this deck. Um, uh, If you're sitting around nine times or ten times multiplier, I think this is an incredible deck to play with. Um, My buddy, Glee, who made the deck... uh, no hands gamer Ali Straza all backed it. They said it's great. Um, the escape mana saber was the huge thing. Just more stuff to make it not interactable, like uh, Mage was saying. Um, 
the uh the matchups are definitely better against um so much better than it used to be for against demon hunters uh mm-hmm. but uh and the mind games in there is to get a four mana um shoot mount seller four mana mount seller against yep. druids so that's why that card's in there in case i see so many people on twitter why is mind games in the deck but well that's why um yeah, but this deck I, is uh, okay. fun. Yeah, so this is the deck I pushed Legend with. So um, I'm a little bit familiar with it. <laughs> I took mm-hmm. it from basically five down to Legend. Um, and I personally took out the um, the uh, mind games. I didn't feel like it did enough in the matchups where it wasn't Druid. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't seeing a, a flood of druids. I mean, I saw some druids here and there, um, right. but I mean, I feel like it's a tech card, so I, I feel like it'd be more specific in a in a um a, a tournament lineup. I feel like that's probably a better tech card in a tournament lineup if you're planning on leaving up druid. So mm-hmm. for sure. So so that's kind of where I was with that. So I took out that. And I took out um, one of the Grave Ruins, um, and I put two Thought Steals in in there instead, because I felt like it gave me a lot more play in the in the uh, Mirror Match, um, and other Galakron decks, because this mm-hmm. deck only runs for um, Invokes. So the chances of you getting the Claw are very slim, but that's okay. You're not playing that. You're not playing Galcron for the claw. You're not playing it to get the four clears. You've got enough of a board presence anyway, so you're pretty happy if you get two clears, if you get two invokes on Galcron. So um But other than that, I ran the that's that's the modifications I made to the deck. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like it looks like No Hand Gamer, the only thing he changed was he took out the mind um the mind games and put it in prison homunculus and yeah i've been seeing some of prison homunculus i've also seen people put in plague of deaths um Mm -hmm. just for the but it looks like right now if you're not a fan of priest mirrors oh yeah you are gonna have a tough time playing this deck because i have probably 50% 50% of my games now have been mirrors. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Was like a, it was about a 10 game sample size, but yeah, it was, uh, those games lasted a while. Yeah, those games are maddening. I was they all, are literally maddening. I was all hopped up on playing this, and then you said that, and now I'm kind of. Yeah, get, get ready for like, <laughs> how do I edge out fatigue? And then how do I get enraged when my opponent's RNG is better than mine? How uh, do I set up Mana Saber into uh, Grave Rune Psych pl- Split first? Yes, exactly. Yep. I mean, even then, like, so there are still some regular Galkron uh, priests on mirrors, so on ladder, so you still have to be right. very, very cognizant of... Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Shadow Madness. Shadow Madness. Yes. And your uh, Relicary of Souls. 
Um, somehow this was the most ridiculous thing I had happen to me in a priest mirror. I somehow got the druid legendary that spawns that puts the the prime Mer- or I don't even know how you pronounce it. The oh, spore guy. No, oh, the uh, the spore guy. Yeah. That puts a card back in your deck. Mishfin. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mishfin. Yes. I somehow got him, and I held on to him to the very end of the game until I was able to pull a Shadow Word Pain off of Renew and immediately put him on the board and kill him so that there was no possible way my opponent could take him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, the the crazy thinking you have to go into in those that mirror matchup. It's like, how do I... Like, I found a Rail Carrier's Souls. I was like, okay, play him penance him just kill him just kill him right now and just get him into my deck because those are like the crazy plays you have to make um, that's the the, was... the the priest mirror is like the most ridiculous thing i'll let you go one second it's just it's it's a game of how do i not play my cards in my deck and play generated cards like i just need to play generated cards that are good enough so i can save my good cards that i put in my deck for when when things are really bad yeah and mage is shaking his head that's how i feel (laughs) playing that matchup too yep that's uh that sounds about right um (laughs) i was watching uh leo play last night and uh screen shared me his game where he was playing priest against a demon hunter and i don't know how but he got a altruist and altruist into apotheosis renew renew um the zero uh, two zero mana spells um <laughs> almost dead into reno and board clear so yeah. <laughs> to be fair i don't know how i got that michelfin i honestly yeah. have no it idea yeah. it it just ended up in my hand i had fate weavered it twice and it cost one I honestly have no idea how that card got in my hand. And I don't think any other class I've played in Hearthstone, I can say, I have no idea where that card came from. Yeah. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Fate Weaver. Uh, that was one thing Glee was talking about, how Fate Weaver is just a bad card. The reason being is it sits in your hand so often, waiting for those invokes. Well, like you said earlier, there's not a lot of invokes you want to be playing in this deck. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I that was a mirror match, so I was stealing his fate weavers. That's how mm-hmm. I got him, and then I generated them. Like so, it's like I wouldn't put the fate weaver in my deck anymore, but I certainly will play it after I uh, steal it from my opponent. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but in case you all are wondering, you why both that's are not bad, there, bad people. You know why. that you're just bad, <laughs> bad people. Probably, I'm speaking yeah. for myself and for the audience at home listening. You are bad people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and defute that because it is 100 <laughs> percent accurate. I, I said when you hit legend in Discord, you are the villain we deserve. So. <laughs> I am. I am. So I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize, and you probably won't see me on the ladder for the rest of the month. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um. So what what is the the win condition for this deck? Uh, the win condition is just get a board 
that. I mean, it's just sticky boards. Uh, you eventually just make them concede half the time, um, which is how Old Priest plays. Um, mm-hmm. And there's sometimes where you can just Grave Rune, Psych Split, and... Just tempo them out. They're just, there's nothing they can do at that point. We're not seeing yeah. rogues. They're not going to sap it. So what can you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certain things like... I found, yeah, it's just like, and like Demon Hunter against Demon Hunter, it's just survive long enough. Get get your, uh, get apotheosis on whatever you can. Psyche split it and just regain health and just make their damage useless. <laughs> um, it does really good against Warrior, and Warrior is really good. So, being able to just out heal Warrior, and that's like another one. That, like, you play differently than, like, um, other matchups. Like, against Warrior, you know you're going to have to out-heal what they're doing. So, you probably aren't dropping your Renews on random minions to get, to trigger procs on Sethic Veilweaver. Like, you're probably not doing that. You're probably saving it for when they hit you hard and get you down to, like... Garrosh range, and then you're like, all right, well, then I'm going to kill Garrosh or Gromash, excuse me, Gromash range, and then heal out of range, and then be like, okay, what's next? <laughs> so, um, so I think we went over the key cards. So basically, your mm-hmm. key cards are Apotheosis, Grave Runes, Mind Split, or Psyche Split, um, with. Mana Saber and um, the Imprisoned Vile Fiend. So things you'll want to keep in mind is uh, Dark Skies. How much health do you have on the board? Reno Jackson. How much health do you have on your board? Because, you know, those those things happen. So do you really want to spend your whole turn putting a... You, you pop a Vale a veil Fiend... And then you put a mana saber on the board, and then they play Reno Jackson in the next turn, and your board gets wiped, and you didn't, you literally did nothing with it. You just fed them extra extra body for nothing. So just be careful about those turns, just because um, those are things very cogn- to be very cognizant of. Of and um, the primordial or the the rottenness strike. If you're playing a um if you're playing the uh escape mana saber, Rotnestrate can interact with it no problem if it's the only minion on your board. So be conscious of those things if you're counting on a minion to do something. If you if you put a mana saber up and um if you put it up on turn three with a coin and you're able to grave ruin it. Go for it. Let it sit there. If he wants to kill it, then that gives you two mana savers. You know what I mean? So there's just there's just things you have to be very con- uh, cognizant of what your opponent also can do to set you back. Because if you spend all your resources or, uh, you know, uh, a pile of your resources developing this board and they're able to just clear it without you getting anything in return, then you're going to have a... Not gonna have a good time. You can come back from that, but uh, preferable not to. <laughs> um, and let's see, Mulligans. 
What do you what do you think about the mulligans on this? Uh, mulligans for this deck are definitely tricky. Um, yes, it's definitely a match with the pendant uh, against Steven Hunter. You want those that early game as best as possible. You want apotheosis. Um, you want your holy novas. I would say, yes, you want penance to stop that uh, the early snowball with um, Battle Fiend. Battle Fiend. It's, and but you know, again, if you are playing mind games, you want to keep that against Druid. Sometimes, Mage. It's tough. You know, you got to think about you know those little things. Um, Mage has a weird one where I wouldn't keep. I don't think I would keep mind games against me. You want to keep it. It's it's an yeah. interesting play sometimes because he's thinking, do I just get a Calicos? But, you know, that's their high rolls. But if you're playing this deck, you probably are just going to high roll people. Uh, Escape Mana Saber and Prison Vile Fiends are keeps for sure. Um, yeah, other than that, this deck is uh, it's very different than you would normally play a Calicron Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like keeping Disciple of Graalcrant, mm-hmm. just having something on turn one. Um, it's usually not a bad thing. Um, but I would, I, I would say in the Demon Hunter ma- uh, match, I would hard mulligan for the, uh, Penance and the Escaped Mana Saber and Imprisoned Vile Fiend and, um, Apotheosis. Mm-hmm. Because those are the cards that are going to put you back in the game. They can't. Demon Hunter can't interact with um, the Escape Mana Saber. So if you're able to put it on the board and apotheosis it and psyche split it, then they're going to have a pretty hard time coming back from that one. And you'll okay. be able to basically do all that and start healing and using your hero power as well. So just uh, being able to stop that early game is. Uh, pretty important too um any are there any questions do you have any questions that mage is you're you're kind of the outsider on this deck do you have anything that kind of sparks your attention or uh again against con- more controlling decks like the like the mirror and maybe quest warlock or something what what are the what are the cards you're looking for there is it are you looking for the the still looking for like the mana sabers and that sort of thing or are you looking for like the big cards like Solmir and and murazond or or what uh, um, against priests you probably keep murazond uh um, yeah but you still want you know your escape mana sabers your psych splits i would even consider uh you definitely want to try to value because that game is going to value so yeah exactly um galcron is probably an auto keep again in the mirror you want galcron at down the second turn seven hits you want him down like don't really care what it does to the board you want to start hitting that hero power immediately if not sooner like it's just it's that important like whoever gets it down first generally has a a, a good advantage yes. and it doesn't really matter how the resources are generated it just the fact that you're putting bodies on the board that you aren't pulling out of your deck um means a lot so uh 
I would recommend Galkron in that matchup. Um, as for Quest Warlock, um, I want to hold on to my Shadow Word Death. Um, I want my renews. I want to be able to uh, first, if I can pressure without hitting ten, like just having ten life on board. I want to pressure, but I the other thing I'm concerned about is how do I deal with Alexstrasza and how do I heal out of range after I get hit with Alexstrasza because that is your main concern. If they hit zero mana Alexstrasza or zero mana um, Malagos, well, I don't know what to tell you. That's going to happen sometimes and you're going to lose. Right. I mean, it's just, it. there's just, when they hit the nuts in that deck, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. But, like, save a time split for Maligos is my advice. Like, save a time split for Maligos because you can't hit him with something big. Um, on the turn, you're going to, um, like, kind of save the Sethic Veil Weavers for, like, a higher mana turn if you're targeting something. Um because really the minions you have to be super concerned with are the um the Abyssal Sumner's minion um and Malagos. Like the rest of your deck can kind of play games with you know, the the crazed Netherwing. You can you can uh apotheosis a uh Vile Fiend and take care of a crazed Netherwing. Like the other cards are kind of like eh, whatever. Um sometimes you get to uh Penance, a uh, Moarg Enforcer, you know, or uh, or Artificer. What is that, Moarg? The the two four that doubles damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Artificer. Artificer. There we go. So yeah. the Moarg Artificer. So, um, that that one is a very much. So it's just like you're basically staving off, and then preparing to heal out of range after they they shoot their shoot their load and uh, you know try and finish you you know set you where they can take you out next turn it's basically clean up at that point in time and if they don't kill you in one turn chances are you're going to win so that's last, like i was going to say last thing is uh mind flare you're don't you're you're not saving that to try and get some giant minion you're just it's more of a i want to have another target that potentially can get apotheosis or grave psych ruined splits. or mm-hmm. psych split yeah i mean it it depends on the matchup if you know For there's sure. gonna be something like super premium then like yeah maybe but if not then like i have no problem in a, in a matchup where I, I don't think he's gonna be super valuable like in the mirror, like sometimes I'll just put it down for like a three, you know, a one, two, mm-hmm. something like that. So, I mean, if you get another minion out of it, it, it basically paid for itself. So, yeah, I mean, you look at it, it's a three mana, three, three, Death Rattle gets something. I mean, that on its own, I mean, it's a solid card on itself, but you know, people try to get too cute with it and uh, buy some in the butt sometimes. So, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be holding out unless you know there's something going to be mm-hmm. coming later on. Also, um, I missed it. I've missed it a bunch of times where it's like I'm going to kill that Alexstrasza or another big minion. I should kaj it first and then kill it 
and then I have a you know a minion that's going to death rattle into a big minion. So it's just something to keep in mind when you're when you're going on mm. your on your journey. So um but yeah, it's basically tempo when you can value in the matchups where you know value is gonna be more important and like like I said, the warrior matchup, it's like they're going to put a hurt on you in big chunks um, and they're going to be chipping away too. So, you know, deal with the chip when you can take out their minions and then just kind of keep healing out of their range when they, when they commit. So, um, so we will link in there. Um, I will put in my version of the deck, the, my modified version of the deck. Um, and then we have the one from Hearthstone Top Decks, which is Glee's uh, version of it. And then we have the No Hands Gamer one with the um, Imprisoned Vile Fiend. So if you guys have any other questions, feel free to you know hit us up in Discord, the Doctor 3 Discord, which I will mention where you can find it in just a minute. So um, let's go ahead and wrap up the show with this week's poll question. All right, this week's poll question is, um, you have control of Hearthstone, and of the top four classes, you get to choose one to delete from the game to make it more fun. Yes, that's right. Tell us, which class would be on the chopping block? Would it be Priest? Would it be Druid? Would it be Warrior? Or would it be the brand new class, Demon Hunter? So... A little fun as we think about uh, heading into a into the next expansion and the and the rest of the the year. Let us know what you think. Vote for which class you'd give the old he ho heave ho to, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Top pin tweet will take you to our Dr3 Discord, and you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Daring Alkaline. Uh, Deliver, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Deliver underscore HS. And Mage? You can find me on Twitter at Majordeth, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Majordeth as well. Excellent. Um, and uh, as always, guys, thank you again for tuning into another week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Dr. Three.